Good morning. You may have heard about the plans to put an insulation factory a few miles from the state line in Ranson, West Virginia. You may have also heard that a lot of people here in Loudoun are worried about the pollution it'll send over the border. That includes one Leesburg resident you may have also heard of, Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring. For Monday, January 28th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Money Talks, now teach it to hug. For 20 years, your Community Foundation for Loudoun and Northern Fauquier Counties has helped generous donors support causes here at home. I'm Amy Owen, President of the Community Foundation. Won't you join with us and others who wrap their charitable vision and arms around this community? From memorial funds to scholarship funds to donor-advised funds, our staff makes it easy and rewarding to create a personal foundation and everlasting legacies. Your wish, your vision, we grant it. Find us at communityfoundationlf.org. Today's Morning Minute is brought to you by the Community Foundation for Loudoun and Northern Fauquier Counties. Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. An international company called Rockwool is planning to build an insulation factory a few miles from the Loudoun border in Ranson, West Virginia. And Rockwell North America President Trent Ogilvie has written in response to concerns from Virginia Attorney General Mark Herring. On January 11th, Attorney General Mark Herring, who lives in Leesburg, wrote to Ogilvie and Rockwell President and CEO Jens Bergersen about mounting concerns from Loudoners about their proposed plant's environmental impact here in Virginia. Every Loudoun town but Lovettsville has passed a resolution expressing concern about the plant or calling for its construction to be halted or delayed. And after a briefing from the citizens' organization Loudoun Against Rockwool, the Lovettsville Town Council could do the same at its next meeting. Herring wrote, quote, It is not clear to my staff that you have presented any modeling on the downwind dispersion of these hazardous air pollutants. It is difficult for me to understand how you can proceed with building such a facility, even if tolerated by EPA and the West Virginia Department of Environmental Protection, without understanding the potential harms to human health, the natural environment, and ultimately to the economy of affected Virginia communities, end quote. He also wrote concern that Rockwell will use less effective air pollution control technology than what's available. He asked the company to provide modeling of how the plant's air pollutants will disperse downwind, in other words, here in Loudoun. Ogilvie wrote back to say that work has already been done and sent to Governor Ralph Northam, and that the Northam administration found that work satisfactory. According to Ogilvie, the administration wrote, quote, The modeled impacts of these pollutants are well below, in most cases by at least an order of magnitude, the applicable standards, end quote. Just to note, I've reached out to the administration for a copy of their letter on this topic. I'm still waiting for the answer. Ogilvy also said Rockwell has agreed to cover the cost of installing air quality monitors to start measuring air quality before the plant goes up as a baseline to compare against when it starts. To be continued, no doubt. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, I know the longest federal shutdown in history probably seems like old news now, but it could be back in a few weeks and we'll be feeling its effects for some time to come, especially for federal employees and contractors. For example, the attorneys at the law firm of Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig are lending a helping hand to federal employees who are worried that the shutdown could impact their credit ratings. If that happens, it could threaten their livelihoods by threatening their security clearances. 
They're giving free consultations to those employees. Partner Ellis Bennett said some federal employees are in a catch-22 where their ability to meet their financial obligations has been compromised by the government, which is, of course, also the organization that issues their security clearances. For many of those people, losing their security clearance means they can no longer do their life's work. Financial problems and debt are a common reason people see their security clearances called into question or canceled. Bennett said the key is being able to demonstrate that you're being responsible, which means making a good faith effort to meet one's obligations and keeping documentation of all of it. Dunlap, Bennett, and Ludwig is also one of the companies that extended a grace period to federal employees and contractors, giving them up to 60 days from the end of the shutdown to pay their invoices. Across Loudoun, different organizations also extended a helping hand. The towns of Hillsborough, Lovettsville, Middleburg, Percival, and Hamilton are giving people leeway on paying for town services. The county government had $25,000 ready for food banks as they needed and cut a break on bus fares. Loudoun Hunger Relief, the county's largest hunger nonprofit, held a pop-up market for people affected by the shutdown on Saturday, and the National Conference Center was serving free breakfast, lunch, and dinner to furloughed workers. A number of local businesses are also giving furloughed federal employees a break, like Inform Fitness, Hunter's Head Tavern in Upperville, and Sky Zone Trampoline Park in Sterling. And Eastern's Automotive Group committed to donate $10,000 a week to Loudoun's food banks each week the shutdown dragged on. The deal to end the shutdown lasts until February 15th. School Superintendent Eric Williams has been working for a couple of years at this point to gradually increase pay for the school system's non-teaching jobs, and up next for raises, school psychologists. This proposed budget for the next fiscal year, which starts in July, recommends significant raises for school psychologists. That's in large part because Loudoun County has seen an exodus of school psychologists to Fairfax and other school districts to the east with higher salaries. This year, Fairfax County started paying psychologists more, and seven of Loudoun's 43 school psychologists left Loudoun from October 2017 to September 2018. This also comes as Loudoun has been working to improve its mental health support for students. Williams' recommendation includes $977,000 to increase school psychologist salaries. That works out to, on average, a 21.3% increase for each step on their pay scale. But school social workers, who often work side-by-side with those psychologists, are asking not to be left behind. Those social workers, like the school psychologists, are part of the new mental health teams at every middle and high school in the county. Nicola Porto, a Potomac High School graduate who now works as a social worker at Mercer Middle School, said he's proud to work with a team of experienced social workers and psychologists. But he said he's worried all that experience and talent could go somewhere else. The school board is working on its budget now and is expected to vote on February 5th. That budget will then go to the County Board of Supervisors as a request for that money. Potomac Station resident Tammy Goddard is hoping to recruit more people for Team Tammy and to use her own health battle to raise awareness for the number one killer of women in the United States. Goddard is struggling with heart disease and is in the unenviable position of waiting for her heart to wear down enough that she can be placed on the waiting list for a transplant. This is a battle she's been having for more than 20 years. She had her first pacemaker installed at the age of 21. Now, at 45 years old, she's already had 20 heart-related surgeries, including two open-heart surgeries, and is on her fourth device. Goddard was diagnosed with end-stage heart failure about three years ago. Statistically, That meant she had two to six years to live. 
Last year, her friends started Team Tammy, encouraging others to wear red on National Wear Red Day on February 1st to raise awareness about heart disease. Last year, they also sold more than 450 red Team Tammy shirts and filled her home with pictures of Team Tammy shirts from around the world. Goddard can't be placed on the waiting list for a heart transplant until her heart's output falls below a certain point. She hopes to be on that waiting list within the next year. On top of checking off her bucket list, she wants to honor the bucket list of her next heart's donor. And she hopes her own struggle can open up the conversation about the silent killer of heart disease. And a newspaper man, novelist, humorist, and double Pulitzer Prize winner died last week in his home in Leesburg at the age of 93. Russell Baker was born in 1925 in the western Loudoun hamlet of Morrisonville and went on to write for the New York Times and host Masterpiece Theater. He lived on West Loudoun Street in Leesburg. You can read about how the people who knew him will remember him and get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's Get Out Loud and Calendar, Dance King Studios in Leesburg is hosting their weekly beginner night as they introduce the absolute basics for tango, swing, and salsa at 7.45 p.m. Come out with a partner or meet someone new. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, publish a detailed scientific study determining that the air pollution from a podcast studio is pretty much none to tell your friends and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day. Bye.